You're listening to Closing the Gaps in Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer on ReachMD, sponsored by Lilly. Here's your host, Dr. Paul Dagramji. Though non-small cell lung cancer remains the most prevalent form of lung cancer worldwide, treatment outcomes differ drastically between patients even when diagnosed at the same stages of disease. For this reason, the quest to find biomarkers identifying patients who are most likely to develop metastatic disease has become a central goal in lung cancer research. Today, we'll talk with a leading member of a new investigation identifying one such biomarker and the research path helping put it on the map. Welcome to Closing the Gaps in Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Paul Dagramji, and here to walk us through a recent study targeting a potential serum biomarker for lung cancer is senior author Dr. Tony Hu. Dr. Hu is Professor and Weatherhead Presidential Chair in Biotechnology Innovation at Tulane University Medical School. Welcome to you, Dr. Hu. Hi. Glad to be here. Before we jump into the study, help me understand the circumstances that set you on this path and how your collaboration with co-authors from other institutions and specialty areas got started. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity to introduce our project. It has to go back to uh, like four years ago when I first time to talk with Dr. Zhongxing Liao from MD Anderson Cancer Center. We're talking about her well-organized clinical cohorts about all those patients, including the 250 lung cancer patients. They're actually all on the, the clinical trial to test uh, the proton radiation therapy. The very initial focus is seeing if we can identify any new biomarkers for the toxicity and the toxicity triggered by the treatment. Then I realized, oh, this is a very urgent question, but from the person working on the biomarker field, I feel this cohort can contribute better for identifying some new markers to predict the metastasis, because this is including the very organized longitudinal collections before treatment and also the, at the different time points during the treatment. So uh, then the, we started the, this collaborations on it. So as a refresher, can you walk us through the ways extracellular vesicle contribute to metastatic disease? Yeah, definitely. We're actually not the first one the reporting the how extracellular vesicle influence will regulate the metastasis. And before us, there's a, a lot of papers reporting how this vesicle function during the, this metastatic procedures. But for us, what we think that they were really short of the such biomarkers for prediction and or early detection of uh, metastasis. And uh, the major reason is the current available biomarkers generally they're in the very low concentration. But the extracellular vesicle is exceptional. And every single cell can secrete 10,000 vesicles per day. And in the one microliters of a plasma or serum, you can detect a 10 to the seventh power vesicles. So that's a lot. So we have the way where we can identify the very special biomarkers. Yeah, that's highly specific to cancer metastasis. And then we can provide the detection assay with a greater diagnostic power. That's very interesting. So uh, how did this particular tumor protein carried by extracellular vesicles get targeted 
as a potential biomarker. Well, we identified these markers through the comparative proteomics, and we're starting from the metastatic cell line and the non-metastatic cell lines, and we do the proteomics for all the exosomes isolated from the individual cell lines, and we then we figure out there's a several targets we can use, and we do the Western blot and other validation methods to confirm that they do correlate it with the metastasis. And so the PSN8 has the, the very strong association with the cancer metastasis, but not on the extracellular vesicle yet. So this is a really the first time we report this marker on the exosome can, can provide the uh, greater differentiation power between the metastasis and the non-metastasis group. For those just tuning in, you're listening to Closing the Gaps in Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Paul DeGramji, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Tony Hu, senior author of a study investigating a potential biomarker for earlier identification of metastatic lung cancer. So let's go on, Dr. Hu. Let's consider some of the clinical impacts of this research. What steps are needed to incorporate this biomarker into detection assays and is that a straightforward process or something else altogether? Well, yes, that's a really good question. And we work out the biomarkers. And the next step, we should think about how to translate them to the clinical practice. In the paper, we report biomarkers using the, the traditional ELISA. And because every time we want to report a new biomarker, and we should use the accepted gold standard to profile them. The ELISA method and has some sh- limitations. And so we're trying to address this, especially to use the ELISA to characterize the extracellular vesicle, and the uh, sensitivity will be an issue. The meanwhile, our group also developing another technology, which is called the nanoplasmonic enhanced scattering detection assay. The method has been published in Nature Biomedical Engineering a couple of years ago. And so the next step, we're going to incorporate the detection of PSN8 on this uh, nanoplasmonic-based assay. So by providing the more sensitive and easier to handle and higher, higher throughput uh, assay for the clinical translation. So how do you see clinical practice changing with the eventual addition of a reliable biomarker against this disease? Well, I would say there's a lot of effort towards to this aim because in the clinic, it's so important to, to offer the patients the very individualized treatment strategy. So we, uh, we're we going to continue validating the new biomarkers and also the detection technologies. And I would say that the, the such detection could help diagnose patients who are at a high risk of, for having their cancer metastasis. And if we can really pick up these patients as early as possible, the doctor can really offer the more effective the treatment options. Do you anticipate any hurdles or barriers towards advancing this biomarker testing and practice, whether that's confirming its sensitivity or specificity or just being able to get reliable samples with blood draws? That has been the uh, long-standing high-take for the biomarker scientists. But we're pretty lucky to have the NCI Early Detection Research Network to support support uh, the, this field. And so through the joint effort from the different institutes in the U.S., and the scientists already work out the robust way to 
validate the cancer biomarkers. So we're going to collaborate with them evaluating the, this, the performance of this, this biomarker through the, the validation protocol because right now we're focusing on the molecular biomarkers more than other traditional biomarkers. And uh, the sample collection, that could be the something uh, which has been ignored by many people. And um, so the sample collection is very critical for biomarker application. So for example, like we have been using the samples provided by different resource, and but due to the different collection protocol they used, the quantification of those marker could be quite different. So that's really the something we should address in the front of the biomarker evaluation. Other than that, we also need more biomarkers and to provide more personalized solutions for patients. Well, so looking ahead, so what do you think are the next steps for you and your colleagues to keep the momentum going here? The next goal for this project is to incorporate the biomarker profiling with the nanoplasmonic detection assay for the rapid clinical translation. And we look forward to seeing the such assay function well in the, in the clinical trials. And so to keep this uh, momentum, of course, is the uh, patients. And whenever you think about the patients and how to enhance their life quantity, that's always our momentum as a research scientist. Well, on that encouraging note, I want to thank my guest, Dr. Tony Hu, for walking us through this promising line of research, which hopes of adding the first serum biomarker to the fight against non-small cell lung cancer. Dr. Hu, it was uh, great having you on the program today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Closing the Gaps in Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer, sponsored by Lilly. To access other episodes of this series, visit ReachMD.com slash NSCLC, where you can be part of the knowledge.